This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Boom Rookies. And joining me today, Nick Campton. Hello. I'm fresh out of the mines down in Wollongong, but I haven't been digging up coal. I've been digging up takes. And I still. Still have, still have lung cancer, though. Still have a lot of asbestos going on. Well, RIP. Uh, and um, to talk all things Steel City and St. George and the Dragons uh, is SEN producer, uh, my former Fox Sports colleague, Nathan Brooks. Hello. Oh, Charlotte, Nick, welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry, it's got Charlotte Bungard here for listeners uh, on our Zoom meeting. Yeah. I like the name change. Thank you. It was it was the, a pivot. I thought it, we're just going in a new creative <laughs> direction this year. Uh, I'm using my wife's Zoom because uh, she has a business one and I don't have to pay for it if I use it. So, well, thanks, nah, for, thanks for having thanks me, for, Matthew. This is, you've just like knocked the wall down and they've seen how I'm living. I'm like Lenny when he's sitting there in his underwear eating a can of beans and you've just shown them all how I live. So thank you for that. I appreciate <laughs> it. Um, there will be a lot of gratuitous Simpsons and Seinfeld references in the next half an hour. I am sure of that. Uh, I'm not sure of much else. I'm definitely not sure of uh, what you could be optimistic about for the Dragons after their Definitely full strength team was exposed by St. Helens on, on Saturday night, Nathan. How how worried are you? Full strength team. Come on. Speaking of full strength, how was your Super Bowl party? Oh, this is a scandal. Well, people aren't gonna hear this for like because we're recording a bunch of people aren't gonna people aren't gonna hear this for a few days after the Super Bowl, but Campo and I and a few other people, Joe Barton, who was on the Manly preview and a few others, uh went to um went to a Super Bowl party on, on Monday and I reckon the beer was watered down, but we can't prove it. We can't prove it. I tend to think it wasn't um, because I did drink a lot of it and I did feel the effects, but maybe it was just all in my head. Maybe. Maybe I just had like Super Bowl fever and that's, that's why I was... Uh, and the only cure the is more beers. But that's it was a good right. day. Great game. Food was good. Yeah, no complaints really. Except for the watered down beer. Well, that, yeah. 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 <laughs> Which I mean, well, we're... a big part of the whole experience. I'm going to blow that wide open at some point in the future. But for right now... Let's talk all things St. George Illawarra. Uh, Brooksy, you came on last year with relatively tempered expectations. I mean, you pretty much met those expectations. You, the season went about how you said it was going to go. Um, do you feel any more optimistic this year or is it sort of another year of being in that uh, land of purgatory just below the top eight? I think last year we talked about the recruitment and was like, okay, this sort of this is a year where they've tried to bring in some veterans, bring in people that can fill gaps that they had the year before. Hook was trying to bring in, I think, a different vibe to the sheds that Mary and Dean Young had previously. There was a bit of a clean out with local juniors and some veterans like Paul Vaughan, Matt Dufty. And then I, I was a bit optimistic with 2023's recruitment. I thought this could be an opportunity where you've got some young guys that got some good runs on the board in 2022. But you look at that recruitment list from the Dragons and they've got a bit of a cross-section of the West Tigers of the last six years, six, seven years. Jacob Little, Zane Musgrove, Ben Murdoch-Masilla, who was at the Warriors and previously in the Super League. Got a, a star player from the Queensland Cup, uh, Nick Louis-Tosso. Sorry, Nick Louis-Tosso. And um, it's not really exciting me for 2023 it's gonna have to the improvement's gonna have to come from within and we had a bit of uh what's the word there was it, it was a bit disappointing to see what happened with our one of our star youngsters Talatau Amone 
mm. over the off season with his father and he will be stood down at the moment. And we've got quite a few injuries to Jack Bird. We've got uh, Cody Ramsey, who's looking like he'll miss a season, who Hook gave a lot of time and effort to be that number one last year. He did throw Tyrell Sloan in there. There was some really good things that came out of the year. I thought there was some great performances. I thought the the game at the end of the season that ended the Broncos' finals hopes was um, an optimistic finish to the year. Uh, they only finished a few wins outside of the top five, I think, when you look at the ladder. Top six, maybe. And it was it was a decent season. I think we said last year, um, guys, that it, it would be one of they might slide into the eight. That was probably as high as they could go. They could finish as low as 14th, 15th. But, yeah, it, it was a bit disappointing to see that they didn't make the finals off a, off a, off a bit of a good run and – the youngsters that came through. But yeah, looking at 2023, I think the optimism isn't going to be as high as it was last year, gents. Uh, what do you guys think of the Dragons? Like as an out- outsider looking in uh, with, I guess, the recruitment, which, yeah, I, I, I probably wouldn't give it above a C in terms of a grade, but also the guys that, that they've got, the core there that they've got. I think you've kind of nailed it there, Brooksy, when you say that like, I think it was pretty clear that when Anthony Griffin came to the club, they were getting him as sort of like a development coach. They had a lot of really good kids coming through and they wanted to try and build their future on those guys. And a lot of them did take big steps last year. Like I actually thought Cody Ramsey did really well when he moved back to fullback. I wasn't sure about it when it first happened because, you know, I wasn't sure he'd be up to it physically, but I was actually quite impressed with how he did. I thought Junior Amone got much better as the season went on. I really liked some of Jaden Sullivan's games here and there as well. And it's clear that Tyrell Sloan, even though he didn't have a great year, it's clear he's really talented. But of all those guys that I've that I've now mentioned, like who knows when Amone's going to be back. Ramsey's out for the year. It seems like the situation with Griffin and Sloan isn't in a great place. And that might change, but it doesn't look like it's all it could be right now. So all of a sudden, a lot of those young guys that they're sort of trusting to sort of shepherd them through to the next, to the next phase of the club, you know, there's just a lot of a lot of new challenges in, in front of in front of them this year, and that's okay. Like, development doesn't have to be linear, but when you're really relying on that, and you don't really recruit that those that many marquee big names, it does kind of put you up against it. You know, I don't mind having to throw out the stumps on Jacob Little. I think he needed a change of scenery, and he might still have good footy in him, but it probably wasn't going to happen at West. I thought he was all right against St Helens. I still love Burdock, Ben Murdoch Masilla because like he's one of my favorite kinds of players, which is dudes that are just really big and love running over smaller guys. Like we all we can all we can all get behind that. But it's not the sort of it's not the sort of signings that take you from the edge of the eight into the eight. So I, I I'm I don't know about Saints this year. It would it wouldn't surprise me if there was a little bit of a step backwards just because I don't see where a step forwards can really come from. I just don't harbor any strong feelings towards them i think of every team in this competition they're the team i have the least amount of intrigue attached to there's not a whole lot outside of ben hunt and a couple of other guys that interest me and just in terms of their team as a whole like i just feel like they're going to win like eight to ten games and finish like 12th and the like things that would have to happen for them to vastly exceed that and win like 14 games and make the finals i just like, I don't know what those things would be. A bunch of 
separate misfortunes to all the good players at all the teams above them, perhaps. But yeah, for me, I, I, of every team, I just think they have the least gap between their floor and their ceiling, Brooksy. Like, I just don't really know with the way they play, the way they coach, the personnel on the roster. Like, I mean, I I don't think you'll be anywhere near the wooden spoon. I just think you'll be stuck in the middle in that logjam again. Yeah, you make a valid point there, Nick, about the recruitment. Like, they do, those boys do fill positions. But as a fan, it's sort of a bit disappointing that we're not seeing bigger name signing. Uh, we did have a big name in Ben Hunt, and he did have a really good year last year. It was a, it was sort of give the ball to Benny and get out of the way. He controlled the team perfectly, and all the accolades that he got at the end of the year, he well and truly deserved, even for a team that didn't make the finals. But you look at the crowd figures that the, the Dragons had down the bottom four and barely cracking 10,000. They really need to get some players in with Ben to sort of market the team and not only for just on the field, like to challenge for a premiership and, and everything that comes with that, but just to get fans around the side, like they're clearly struggling at Cogra and Wollongong to get fans to the game. It's just not the side that we saw in the, in the um, late two thousands with Wayne Bennett and the caliber of players he was bringing to the club. It instilled like, Success and and the fans saw a team that could that they pretty much had three really good seasons under Bennett, one that brought a premiership, probably a, you know oh nine they should have probably gone close as well, and you just don't see that it's a totally different era now and it is like they're just mediocre they're just making up the numbers and that's the disappointing thing from a fan's perspective. And yeah, like it's good to see these veterans come in and and look, Murdoch Masilla. Like I, I was watching some highlights last year when the was it last year or the year before when the Warriors signed him, and I was like, geez, this guy deserves to be back. He's 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 great. He's dominating it. But we've seen that with a few recruits from Super League coming over, um, and that's a thing. I think this year we saw a few of the young guys come through last week and it's exciting, but they're not going to move the needle at the NRL level. Like you see the Finau brothers that came from Victoria, Victoria born and bred two of the guys that the storm really wanted to keep the dragons lured and it lured them in. Like Trey Stewart, there's definitely potential there. I don't think he'll be a solid NRL player in 2023, but it's exciting. Saw a young guy from Jerringong get a run. 18-year-old just got thrown in against the best team in England and he's got himself a position in the uh, Charity Shield squad. So there's a lot of depth down there and they have been doing some good recruitment, but it's not actually translating to to wins and to success in the at the NRL level. And that's the that's the crucial thing with the recruitment that I see. They really need needed to make a splash this year. We saw so many veterans leave through retirement, going to Super League, just and letting go people just because other teams wanted them. But I, I, it's just disappointing to see that the the growth now is sort of just plateauing and they're hoping for these all these young guys and the people that they've bought in like Jaden Sewer, for instance, to have to play, like, I hate to say it, 110% to be a competitive side. And and I, Matt, Bungers, I, I totally agree with you. Like, they don't instill confidence in being a side that will challenge for the premiership. 
And that's the disappointing thing that we've sort of had to have grasped mm. the last five, 10 years that we're just making up the numbers and we, a performance like that against Brisbane to finish the season is exciting, yeah. but it doesn't mean that we're going to be a top six side. What do you think they have to change more than anything else to, I mean, not necessarily become one of the competition's heavyweights, but to at least be a team that plays entertaining footy and, and, and can threaten to win a finals game in September? Well, it's all the, all the, like Zach Lomax, for instance, I, I, I remember coming on last year and going, this, this could be a origin year for him. If he, if he puts his head down and put, puts all those injuries in the rearview mirror and gets a full season, gets, you know, gets 10 or so tries, he, he sets up a few, that right side becomes dominant. Uh, it was like, it was frustrating to watch last year, watching him play because he, you could see the talents there, but he was, there was a flick pass, I think, up in Townsville in his own 15 and it dribbled and I think Tualangi picked it up and scored a try. And it was just so symbolic of uh, Zach's season where he, he's got that flick, he's got that nice ability to separate from his defender and create nice two-on-ones, but he's trying to do it on his own line and, and setting up a try for the wrong team. And that was sort of the frustrating thing for me that a lot of the young players and the stars of the team were just, you could see this potential, but they just weren't executing when it was required. And look, they need everybody to step up. Like everyone needs to perform. I know it's pretty pretty cliche, but it is that sort of scenario for the Dragons. And Look, I'm resigned to the fact that if they can get close and there's optimism again for 2024, but I don't know. I'm 41 this week. I know there's fans out there in their 50s and 60s going, I I, I need this to happen now. <laughs> like, I want to see another premiership in my lifetime. But I don't think you – I don't think that with the teams that are already up there, it's like, what are we build? When are we building towards a tilt? When's the like we're talking about Parramatta's window closing? At least they've got a window to close. Like that's the thing for me well, that well, really you, disappoints me. You mentioned that you mentioned that malaise that a lot of Dragons fans are feeling. Like when are we going to start moving? When are we going to do something? And I couldn't agree with you more because like you talked a lot about Wayne Bennett today. Wayne Bennett hasn't coached this club in eleven years, and the last time and, and since then they've only made the finals twice, <laughs> and they've only won one finals game. Like. I know we like we talk about teams having a rough trot. Like Saints just haven't been able to get anything going at all, you know. And and ever since um sort of that team in 2018 that made the second week of the finals, ever since that team kind of broke up and Widdop left, and you know Jack DeBellin was um was yeah. suspended for that long time and all that. Like things just haven't really been the same, you know. And like I appreciate what you're saying about how you know maybe they could be there or thereabouts on the edge of the eight or whatever, but like. Ben Hunt last year had one of the best seasons yeah. a dragon a dragons player has ever had. Like he was out of his fucking mind. Like there were multiple games where he he was the difference, and we like and he was turning narrow wins, narrow losses into narrow wins, which is the most you can ask of any halfback anywhere ever. So they got all that from Ben Hunt, and it still wasn't enough. So if you're talking about them making that step, they probably need more from Hunt again. And like he's one of my absolute favorites, but I just don't know if he's got more to give so like it's like i said before i just don't quite see where the improvement can come from i don't think they bottom out completely because i think griffin for for uh, griffin cops a lot of criticism but no anthony griffin team has ever has ever totally bottomed out you know what i mean he's he's 
shown an ability to keep his team at like at least right off that bottom level, even if he's had some really crook teams in the past. But yeah, it is it is it is just hard to find things to get excited about, and the things that, that the fans have got excited about in the past, like someone like Lomax, even that sort of seems to be uh, treading water a little bit. So I like to be optimistic on these things because preseason is an optimistic time. Yep. But I do find it hard with Saints. And that's right. Well, I think there's been a few little things that have happened. Like we talked about Amon earlier in the show, and then you go Cody Ramsey. Wow, that's something that's out of your control. But then you go, oh, Tyrell Sloan, he, this is an opportunity for him. And then, and then you see Jack Bird, like, oh, maybe he might be able to slot into the halves with Hunt. And they have a decent 6-7 there. And then he has another knee procedure. And it's like these little things at the start of the year that you just go, you know, it's like a relationship where you start seeing these these things unravel and you go, oh, wait, but no, look, let's look at the positive side yeah. of it. And then you go, shit, this is red flag central. Like there's so many things that don't add up. And back to the recruitment thing, I forgot to mention, we nearly lost uh, Sullivan and Sloan if it wasn't for an 11th hour dash down to the Curry knockout. We also, as Dragons fans, were saying, why are we paying so much to re-up Ben Hunt? That was a bit of a... It was blowing my mind because, again, you need these stars to lure in other players that can you can form a premiership team. You don't want to just drop Ben Hunt out of your side because he's costing you too much, particularly when you just don't have the calibre around him that was to play most- in. To me, that was the most ass backwards logic I'd ever heard in my life. Like Dragons fans were saying, "Oh, for years they said, oh, Ben Hunt doesn't he does he's yep. not worth the money. He doesn't live up yep. to it.'" And then he does live up to the money, and they say, "Oh, well, you can't give him the money. What if he never does it again?" And it's like, "There's no pleasing you, idiots!" Like, Brooksy, take control <laughs> of your people, man. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It was like, honestly, saying... Ben Hunt like that. Not not Dozer. I won't stand for it. I won't go. It's crazy, like, as a Seahawks fan of the NFL, it was sort of equivalent to going, yeah, well, let's trade Russell Wilson and we'll get draft picks and all that stuff. We weren't getting any draft picks, Dragons fans. Like, we were just getting rid of a star quarterback for absolutely nothing. And it was just like, yeah, let's rebuild through the draft. Oh, what? what? There's no draft. Oh, oh, shit. Like, the, the logic was terrible. And it's like, you can see what he brings, like you said. if. If you look at all the stats nerds out there would probably see his value to the team, like how many wins were accredited to him. It would have been probably the highest percentage of any player in the NRL, I guess. But I, I look, there is optimism. Like I'm a pretty optimistic person. And every time I've spoken to you guys on the podcast, like I try and find some things to look out for. I think the big thing here is the youth and the depth. And this is, you, you can't lose these guys. Like, You've got to be Penrith. You've got to try and go, look, we've got a really good nursery here. We want to be in a position in five years' time where we've got all these guys, these 22, 23, 24-year-olds, like your Crichtons, your Clearies, your Luis, your total equivalents coming through your nursery. They've got this set up in Wollongong at the uni. You've got to be, okay, we've got to emulate it. We can't copy them because a lot of teams are copying the Panthers' success, but we've got to keep, we've got to, invest in making sure we've got the right guys coming through recruit externally to fill the gaps that you don't have and that's why i see a bit of positivity around these young guys that got to run against st helens because i thought they put their hand up i thought with 
with the players that were out, they showed a bit of passion. And I thought it was a good thing that um, Hook did having such an extended squad and bringing in guys from Group 7, bringing in guys from the juniors, from SG Ball, and just giving and Jersey flagging, giving them a run and giving them a sniff against the best best team in England. Because I think it's going to put them in good stead and maybe generate some competition. I think a lot of players in the past few years have worn the number one jersey or the eight jersey or the four jersey and thought it was theirs. They were the incumbent and this is my jersey and no one's going to get me out of it. And if he can instill some com- some competition there that, yeah, we have two guys at each position. Yeah, they might not be the number one and number 19 players in the league, but they can challenge each other to be better. And that's what I think they need to do because these guys are going to have to perform better than what they have done in the past to have any sniff of finals. And I think even if they get through week one of the finals and get some experience in finals footy, that's a win for me. Oh, that'd and be that's a huge the, win. And that'd that, be, but that's that, a that, shitty... That's almost, that's almost best case scenario for this yeah, roster. You know what I mean? But that's a shitty, like, uh, for me, I, I want to be the top. Whether Whatever, yeah. and you guys, like, whatever you want to do, you want to be number one, Right. You don't want to be like, oh, sweet, like we, we've got a participation ribbon. You know, we, we, we got some finals footy. But unfortunately, with the squad we've got and the situation financially and the crowds and everything that adds up on and off the field, a participation ribbon in the finals is probably a really good <laughs> situation for the Dragons this year. Yeah, it's a tough one. It, it, and it's, it's just really dragged on now through multiple coaches <laughs> and multiple... Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, multiple <laughs> coaches, multiple regimes, um, and really Ben Hunt has been like the main constant through those two coaching eras. I mean, you did get to the finals. You guys, the second week of the finals in what was that? Was that Dragon South year? Was it twenty eighteen? Yeah, and it's like it's remarkable that since then it's and you had that. You had, what, what year was the massive win over the Broncos? Was it the same year? It was also the same year. Yeah. So it's like mm. it's closing in on. I mean, you start to worry about slipping down and becoming like one of those West Tigers like clubs that is sort of just like never competitive anymore. And for a club with as much history with the junior nurseries that they've had in the past with as much success as they've had in the past, that's not something that anyone that grew up in our era is used to thinking about when you think about this, the the dragons, be it St. George or St. George or Laura. Yeah, that's right. And you see all the recruitment from outside the area and I like we talked about it, but it is disappointing because you, you, you think that is the strength. That is when they merged in 98, you know, when they were talking about, okay, which St. George and Illawarra getting together, we're going to do this next year. You think, how good is this nursery going to be? And to think from 99 to now, there's been one premiership, mm-hmm. like two grand finals. Come on. Like, we've well and truly underperformed in the last two or so decades. And that's a and But we should be in a position now that should be like upwards trajectory. Mm. And it's not, it's not, it's been disappointing. And I think it's going to be hard for them to get out of, but yeah, like I said, the optimism of having these young guys and having the ability to go, look, we, you know, if we can get to the finals, this is great. Maybe we can try some things. I I, I trust Hook to try and mix a mm. few things up. Like he's tried Zach Lomax on the left-hand side in this first trial. I don't know whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, but a lot of teams, their strike is out on the left. 
I don't mind having him out on the left maybe to spice things up. I thought we we did see some really good play from Ravalawa and Suli, which were cut short. Their season's cut short due to injuries. Mm. Fee and I came on really strong late in the year. That try where he, I think he avoided eight or nine Broncos. Oh, Chamber Raiders legend and hero, Matt Feeguy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll build a statue for that dude down at Bruce Stadium. I love oh, that guy. Oh, he's like... It, there, there is little like when you break it down into individual things, there's like and and players like you go. There is a bit of optimism here. Can they? Can they? Like I'm sort of talking myself up to week two finals, just going through. <laughs> like it's just like, and then you go, oh no, maybe not. The injuries will happen. There'll be like Embi will be filling in in some weird position. Like it's just I don't know. It. I, I just really. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned a few of those backline guys because I, I thought Moses Sully did have a really good year last year. He was one of those dudes who they sort of brought in. I I was I thought that signing was going to be a disaster because yeah. in the past, giving Moses Sully a lot of money has not really been an avenue to success. Mm. But he really knuckled down. I thought, thought he looked really, really fit. I'm excited to see what he can do this year. Mika Ravalawa, when he's on the field, he's awesome because like he, he just he just fears nothing. He just does, he's a big Fijian dude and he just does big Fijian things all the time. And sometimes he'll charge in and shoulder charge someone face someone's face off. Oh. But that's a risk I'm willing to take. He was know? unlucky four times last year. Mate, uh, he, he, his, his, <laughs> luck's, his luck's due to turn. His luck exactly. is due to turn. And like like we said, Figuai came along really well. I actually think Jack Burt's had a pretty good couple of seasons I, since coming back to Saints. And it's been a little bit tough for him because like Hook doesn't mind shuffling the deck. He doesn't mind moving his guys around a little bit. And Bird has sort of suffered from that because he can play so many different positions. This last knee injury he's got, it just seems, it's just really shit timing because I really thought they were going to give him a chance to settle down somewhere. I was hoping it would be at lock because I really, I'm really not the biggest fan of the middles at the minute. Like yeah. Blake Laurie's really solid and I'm a big fan of how tough he is. Jack DeBellin's okay he's not the same player as he was before um before everything happened to him so birdie in the middle would have really given them a little bit of um just a little bit of class in there and a little bit more athleticism but with another knee injury like who knows who knows how it's all going to shake out now like the forwards are the sort of thing that gives me the biggest pause brooksy that's why i can't join you on optimism hill you know i just i just can't see it coming together with that forward with that forward pack and particularly that middle rotation like there just doesn't i don't think there's a lot of top tier guys in there for him yeah, no, that's that's fair enough. Well, Brooksy, you you rattle off a few guys there that we've seen a, a fair bit of in first grade now. Is there anyone that you're expecting to make that leap and be a big part of that setup this year? I think Jaden Sullivan's opportunity uh, this year is great. That uh, Andrew McCulloch's retired, and there is a there is a spot there, the fourteen or even the nine, like with Jacob Little. There's a bit of competition there. He's it sounded like he was pretty much delivered to Gus at Belmore. Like he was, he was gone. So something's been said. Something I don't know. There's some attitude change towards his future at the Dragons. I think this could be a good season for him. I, I, look, I'm not saying he's going to be a superstar, but I think from where he was, where he was in and out of the squad, I think he could be and he could be someone that could play 20 odd games this year get some runs under his belt and just be that sort of guy that you look back on the season and go 
geez, he developed over 2023. This was great that he stayed. And, and Tyrell Sloan too, like similar sort of thing that from a terrible situation with Cody uh, going down for the year, it brings an opportunity for someone to fill his shoes. And yeah, he had, he had his troubles last year. Uh, it just, I, 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 it was like that. You remember when Dufty was sort of coming through, and he, he, everyone was saying he was undersized, and uh, you know there was a lot of a lot of raps on him from Holden Cup, and then got into the side, and he really struggled. I think that's what Tyrell had a very similar sort of start to his career with than that Matt Dufty had. But yeah, I can see him sort of go, if he can put all that negativity aside from last year where it was like dropping the ball or those errors, or, or, you know, there was a try, I remember, where he he just let it bounce and Ben Hunt was looking at him just going, what are you doing? Like if he can switch on and him and Jaden can perform, then that's exciting. That's that's something that they could then, you know, play a full season together, develop what they did at the Steelers and SG ball, like have that little combination going. I don't know. It, it could be, it, they're probably the players that I'm looking forward to seeing the most. The young guys that I meant, like the Fenau brothers, um, there's, there's a few others in the, in the lower grades. I don't think they'll really get a massive crack this year. I, I it's good to see him. I like, I love the trials. Like you get to see a bit of the future, like week one, sort of like you get 500 guys come out, and play and they're all in these different tiers of uh australian rugby league and you see a few of the super league guys and then the second week the stars come out and then it's round one and that's that's the thing i think the dragons will and and griff will probably roll out a lot of the names that we know and we won't really see any of the unknowns unearthed this year because it he probably doesn't want to give too many a run because it could mean a, a very sharp fall down the ladder but yeah, they're the two guys, and long story short, they're the two guys that I'm looking forward to seeing this year. It does feel like this is it's getting close to Sullivan's time. You know, this yeah. is, this will be the fourth year, Willie, where this will be the fourth year that he's playing first grade. This will be his fourth pre, his fourth um, preseason as well. He's 22 later this year. Like I'm not saying he's got to be unbelievable. Holy shit, this is the Wollongong Nathan Cleary. Yeah. But <laughs> I, I want to see a significant step forward from him this year. And I guess the silver lining of what's happening with Amone is it opens up an easy way yep. to get Sullivan into the team. And I actually quite like the idea of him and Ben Hunt together because I think Sullivan is with his, with his, uh, with his kicking game, especially can really help uh, take a little bit of pressure off, off of Hunt. And while Amone had a good year last year, he's a bit like Hunt in that his first goal is always going to be his running game. And Sullivan can run the ball, but I like him a little bit more, as a distributor. So he's someone I've got really high expectations for this year because I'm I'm quite I'm quite high on him. I think he's really talented. But it feels like if it's gonna start happening, like now's the time. So he's the one he's he I'm with I'm with you. He's the one I've really got my eye on. Yeah. Um it's I mean Nathan, what's your what's your final message of hope for the dragons faithful out there who are and I had a look while we were talking. I, I was shocked by this. I mean since that grand final victory in 2010, you have won one finals game. Broncos. Yep, one. Which is, we said we didn't want to get to Warriors, West Tigers areas, but I mean, that's pretty damn close. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I don't know if I've got enough of a sermon in me to deliver the second win in the last 12 years. 
Uh, but look, I think I think the the youth has to be exciting. We have to embrace it. We've got some good young, well, let's call them veterans because they're they're quite young and played a bit of uh, NRL for the Dragons, like EG Zach Lomax, like those guys. Come on, like let's change something here. I think they've got to they've got to go into this year going surely mediocrity. We've had enough of it. And as fans, we have too. But there's some really good young guys wearing this red V this year and exciting guys. And hopefully we can get behind them and not be so negative like we've been in the past and just get behind and ride these young guys to eighth. <laughs> and when they get into eighth and we lose that, <laughs> that match by four points against fifth, yep. we gave it a shot. And you know what? Seventh and sixth will come our way in 2024. <laughs> and we will what... gradually get up there and 2030 will be our year. Inspiring Red stuff. V is In- part of A. Inspiring stuff, Brooksy. I have the Dragons in 15th. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I've got them 13th. 13th for me. Oh, you guys. that That's fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh here, sit, here sits a broken man. Oh, That's, fantastic. So that, that means we get the third pick in the draft, right? Like that That's just, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Ben oh, Hunt, man, we'll let him go. We'll get yeah. the third pick. We'll be yeah, sweet. There's, a, there's some prospects out of Clemson that I can't wait to tell you about. Man. <laughs> so there's, there's a big French guy that's, that can kick goals <laughs> pass and dunk the crossbar. So hopefully we get him. Oh, that'd be the dream. All right. Uh, Brooksy, uh, any, anything to promote before we get out of here? Uh, you know what? I don't know. I'd, if... If people can dust off the AM radio during the week from the three to six, the wireless, um, yeah. Look, I, I really enjoy working with Joel Kane and Brian Fletcher. It is a very fun three hours of my day. Um, if anyone, even if you heckle us, hmm. like just get on the text line, get on the phones, just call in, text in, tell Fletch and Joel their A grades. I don't care. Just listen. It's great for us if you do. It's eleven seventy. It's the run home with Joel and Fletch. I'd appreciate any anyone listening. Anyone, <laughs> please just listen. Podcast uh, is all right. Man. Let's go to the AM. Get to Fletch, the AM band. Right. And we appreciate you coming on. Say goodbye, Nathan. Goodbye, Nathan. Say goodbye, Kevo. Red V is thankfully not a part of me. <laughs> and it's goodbye from me. <laughs> <laughs>